Hello Cryptonauts, today is October 19th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below if you are interested in collaborating or being a sponsor on my podcast you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 top decentralized exchanges on CoinGecko by trading volume. Okay, starting off with Uniswap V2 with a 24-hour volume of $197.6 million. Second place, Aave with $45.4 million. Third place, Token Loan Token Loan with $37.5 million. Fourth place, Curve Finance with $34.5 million. Fifth place, One Inch with $23.4 million. Sixth place, Burger Swap with $18.2 million. Seventh place, Sushi Swap with $14.7 million. Eighth place, Just Swap with $12.6 million. Ninth place, Balancer with $6.8 million. And tenth place, Dodo with $6.6 million. Wow, okay, okay, that is your top 10 daily stats. And there's actually a bunch of the are these, these are all decentralized, huh? Wow, there's more than what there's 49 on here. That is interesting. Okay, so that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at 372.6 billion dollars, up by two percent. All right, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. Alright, first news coming in from Matt Husey. OKX token collapses as COVID market turns green for COVID vaccine. Over the weekend, beleaguered cryptocurrency exchange OKX struggled to regain its footing. The exchange, headquartered in Malta, but most active in China, suspended withdrawals late last week after Chinese authorities called for an investigation. In the immediate aftermath, the exchange suspended all withdrawals leading to a 2.5% drop in the price of Bitcoin. Since then, things have got worse. The founder of OKX, Xu Mingxing, was taken away by police on Friday for questioning. Subsequently, the exchange's token, OKB, collapsed 25% over the weekend, recovering 5% in the past 24 hours, with no date set for withdrawals to start again. OKX customers are going to have to get used to the ambiguity. Wow, what is going on? Nobody's saying anything. Let's see. Crypto.com, however, lost 15%. Okay, this... Crypto.com slashes reward program for staking CRO token by 70%. Okay, Stellar Hodlers had reason to rejoice over the weekend. The project XML rose by 10%. 
Okay, but there's nothing in regards to what's going on here. I want to know what's going on. Nobody knows anything about anything. Man, that's kind of it's scary. Imagine that you're just you're in China, you get taken away, nobody knows anything. Next news written by Liam Frost. World's first Bitcoin barroom 77 closes. Owner returns to home planet. Oh no. Berlin-based Bitcoin bar, Room 77, commonly considered the first retail venture to accept cryptocurrency as a means of payment has closed its doors for good, according to a Reddit post published by its owner, Jörg Platzer, on Sunday. Room 77 is closing for good. We think our mission is accomplished and it's time to go back to our home planet. Thanks for all the fish and the generous tips, wrote Platzer. In the spirit of the... Of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Blatzer explained that as people who are from a solar system not yet discovered by humanity and have been watching your species for the last 30,000 years, the bar's staff has discovered that the Nakamoto guy invented Bitcoin and realized that you do have a future. What is Room 77? Located in Kreuzberg, Berlin, Room 77 is well known for being the first private business to accept Bitcoin back in 2011. Since then, the joint has become something of a cult landmark for the crypto community and is considered an important piece of Bitcoin history. As Blatzer himself has previously claimed, Room 77 changed the media's sentiment around Bitcoin because before we did that, all media coverage about Bitcoin was about the hackers stealing credit cards, details, and selling them on the black markets. He added that such stories were always accompanied by images of a guy with a black hoodie photographed from behind. Wow, that's sad. I hope that the crypto community... What, well, hold on. Why did they close? Did they close down because of profits or? It's it's unclear now that nobody will stop Bitcoin anymore. Some money on a global scale will soon make it unfeasible to wage war and it will create economic equality amongst mankind. We estimate it will take you less than another century to rise and join the intergalactic community. Platzer summarized. From that perspective, the moon really looks like just a small stepping stone for Bitcoin. Man, this person deserves an applause for that. Wow. Platzer did not elaborate for the reason for Room 77's closure, although the coronavirus outbreak and forced limitations caused caused by it is the likely culprit. Well, that's that's really sad. I never got to see this place. Never even heard it until now. Room 77, part of part of Bitcoin's history. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell talks digital currency at IMF. U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell spoke at the annual meeting of the International Monetary Fund today at 8 a.m. EDT, where he addressed cross-border payments and digital currencies. Powell has alluded to the power of digital currencies before. In February of this year, he described Facebook's Libra project as a wake-up call. He also said that whether a digital currency moves in the U.S. in the direction of preserving the centrality of a trusted and accepted currency is an open question. Today, the audience tuned in for any clarity on the U.S. plans for a digital currency. There's a number of ways that the CBDC might improve the payment system, and it is mainly that uh, this area that motivates our interest, said Powell during the meeting. <clears throat> Identifying a principal reason as to why CBDC may come to the United States in the future. 
Powell is very much on the traditional side of finance, but some of his recent comments have been forward-looking and his very attendance signals recognition of the importance of digital currencies, Jason Dean, Bitcoin analyst at Quantum Economics, told Decrypt. Another, interest, another interesting question is how the U.S. stance relates to the China's recent progress on its digital yuan, the DCEP, which is already under, well underway. Next news written by Liam Frost. Bitcoin burns the dollar in augmented reality artwork. Pseudonymous Bitcoin activist, artist, crypto giraffe. No, giraffe, did I say a giraffe? Crypto graffiti. <laughs> giraffe. Wow. It's late. Uh, pseudonymous Bitcoin activist, artist, crypto graffiti has launched an auction for a set of signed crypto themed prints accompanied by the augmented reality application, according to a post on the Bitcoin talk forum. The prints are based on his 2016 artwork, The United nodes of bitcoin first exhibited at digital garage in san francisco and featured a reimagined us dollar with expressions such as the united nodes of bitcoin no federal reserve and no leader written on them a newly developed augmented reality application by artist josie bellini developed to accompany the artwork depicts an animation of the us dollar dollar to the original us dollar burning away revealing the new bitcoin themed banknote in its place Ah, what's the asking price? At press time, the largest bid amount, 2.5 BTC, or roughly $5,800. There are a total 21 signed artworks in the set, each number as X-21, respectively. They include various Bitcoin references, like the aforementioned node to Bitcoin's maximum supply limit of 21 million coins, with some more obvious than others. Okay, next news. Written by Adriana Hamacher. Filecoin... Categorically denies any mining crisis. Bum, bum, bum. The centralized storage network Filecoin launched last week amid much excitement, but less than 24 hours later, reports surface of miners' unrest and Filecoin's token file has since plummeted 25%. The much anticipated project presents an alternative to centralized storage providers such as AWS, but Chinese crypto site 8BTC has claimed that five of the largest mining pools have thrown in the towel since Filecoin launched on Thursday, and there's talk of them potentially forking the network. Critics claim that the project's economic model provides little incentive to mine the cryptocurrency. Wow! Boom! Left punch. Filecoin pushes back. Boom! Right punch. All right. Filecoin founder Juan Bennett today strenuously pushed back against the report. The company said that they know of no big miners that have exited its blockchain. We're confident that miners are very favorably incentivized to participate in the network. Ian Darrow, head, head of operations at Filecoin, told Decrypt, We don't know of any miners who have gone offline. The company also issued a details report earlier today attempting to rebuke criticism and offered new loan programs to help any miners that need support. Protocol Labs, which oversees Filecoin, is working with a partner, TBA, to be, to be announced to, pro- <clears throat> to provide small loans to miners from now until broader loans markets take off more on this during the week bennett tweeted today wow 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 wow! what's going on that's so crazy imagine that i thought things were all peachy and there was a yellow big road up ahead and it was going to be all good 
Nuh-uh, not here. Not during Filecoin. Mm -mm. Wow, that's interesting. That's a lot of drama. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Mistake cost users $1.1 million in Aave. What? What's going on? Crypto enthusiasts have discovered an er erroneous transaction of 28,050 20, tokens for from decentralized finance project Aave worth roughly $1.1 million today that resulted in their irreversible loss due to a wrong receiver's address. According to EtherScan, the transaction took, and trust me, hold on, I just want to backtrack, rewind, put the brakes on, go back. I've done that myself, alright? I Early on, when I was first experimenting with crypto years ago, I've done that a time or two where I've transferred crypto and it went into <laughs> into the, the blockchain heaven, more or less. It never was able to get it back. Yeah, that was me. Okay, so back to the news. According to Etherscan, the transfer took place on October 3rd, but remained largely unnoticed until today. It was discovered by Token Oops, a service that tracks ERC token 20, ERC20 tokens sent to the ERC token address itself, after which it's impossible to extract them. For some reason, the sender of 28,050 Ave didn't take into account that they were transferring tokens not to their own wallet. I've done that. But to the address of the Aave token smart contract. Did I do that? No. Mine was, I sent Ethereum Classic to my Ethereum wallet. Yeah. That was one of the, one of the things that I did. There was, there was a few more. But that was, that was one of them that I can think of the top of my head. Uh, the key... Here being that Ave was transferred to the address of the contract itself and not another account, explained Chase Wright, Enterprise Ar Architect at the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. It would be like mailing a letter to the post office's address instead of the address you wanted to, uh, to, send, it, to send it to. Only there's no return to sender option. Oh, yes. I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. According to Token Oops, simil similar er erroneous transactions frequently occur. However, they usually amount to no more than a few hundred dollars. Not all such transactions are made in error, though. Some people deliberately send small amounts of token to inactive or inaccessible addresses, sacrificing them as a tribute or statement. That's true. Uh, that's true. But I wouldn't do that. Next news, written by Jose Antonio Lance. Bitcoin price heads towards $12,000 as stocks drop. Bitcoin is often regarded, whether deserved or not, as a safe haven asset, a hedge against economic uncertainty. That narrative is being put to the test now as the world faces an unprecedented financial crisis as a result of coronavirus pandemic. At the moment, proponents of this narrative are being bolstered. The price of Bitcoin is on the rise, heading towards $12,000 for the first time in two months, just as stocks are plummeting following statements of concerns from the International Monetary Fund. Late last week, the IMF's managing director, Chris Kristalina Georgievia, made some poly uh, polemic comments regarding the need for the world economies to increase their debts while calling for a new Brenton Woods moment. 
We expect 2021 debt levels to go up significantly to around 125% of GDP in advanced economies, 65% of GDPs in emerging markets, and 50% of GDP in low-income countries, she said in the speech. What followed was a bullish weekend for Bitcoin while traditional markets panicked. Well, basically, start stacking those sets. I, that's, that's all I got to say. Just stack those sets. I mean, don't. The whole goal is looking for financial freedom. Don't look for financial success. You can be successful, but be imprisoned by that success. For example, you can make a seven figure income success but you are tethered to that job or that career or whatever's making you that money you're not free all right look for financial freedom right that's what you that's what the goal is financial freedom right that's at least that's what i want to want to tell all the cryptonauts out there right we want to shoot for the moon and beyond next news written by robert stevens Ethereum betting market, poly market raises $4 million from DeFi leaders. If you're looking to wage cryptocurrency on anything from the upcoming US elections to the date Satoshi Nakamoto returns, there are a growing number of options on which to place your bets. Poly market is one of the newer protocols on the block, but it has got a sizable boost in capital to help it make it make its mark among prediction markets. Poly market a betting platform based on the Gnosis Decentralized Exchange Protocol today. Wow, I haven't heard about Gnosis in a while. Man. I think their 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 little icon is an owl, if I recall. And that was a long time ago. Man, what have they been doing? Polymarket, a betting platform based on the Gnosis Decentralized Exchange Protocol today, announced that it has raised $4 million in funding some heavy hitters in crypto. The funding round for the protocol, which runs on Ethereum, was led by Polychain Capital. Naval Ravikant, co-founder of Angel List, she also invested, as did heads of the decentralized finance industry. Robert Lesnar, founder of the decentralized lending protocol Compound, invested, as did uh, Stani Kolechov, who founded DeFi lending protocol Aave. Taran Chitra, founder of DeFi governance platform Gauntlet participated, as did Kane Warwick, the founder of synthetic asset platform Synthetics. Crypto VC Twitter staples Balaji Snidivasan and Meltem Demorosus also joined the fund. With the money, Polymarket plans to expand its beta to make it easier for new people to use it. Among new features are free trading, debt and credit card deposits, and email signups is also hiring. Wow, these are big hitters. A lot of the big hitters, huh? Interesting. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Ethereum fees hit lowest price since start of DeFi boom. The average price of an Ethereum transaction has hit its lowest price since the middle of July when this summer's decentralized finance boom was just getting started. Lowest fees could mean that there's less activity on the Ethereum blockchain. Fees skyrocketed the summer when miners strained under the weight of the summer's DeFi play. Does this mean that the hype is over? On Saturday, the average price of 
of Ethereum transaction hit 0.90 cents, creeping up to $1.02 on Sunday, according to... That's a huge difference from, like, $20 a transaction. That's crazy. Oh, man. This is a sharp decline from the highs of $14.58. There you go. For a single Ethereum transaction at the start of September. That's only a few... That's only, like, a couple weeks ago. That's crazy. That's crazy to see it fluctuate that high and low. <laughs> that's crazy. 90 cents. I mean, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's still not the best. I would like it sub 50 cents per transaction. Honestly, I, I wouldn't mind paying 50 cents a transaction. That's for what Ethereum offers and what a lot of, um, uh, I guess, things that I do with Ethereum, if it's very valuable to me, I, I wouldn't mind paying 50 cents. Now, $14 as of right now, I'm going to say, heck no, no way. I don't have anything that valuable that I, I, I don't mind waiting out uh, a few weeks for the transaction fees to go down. Uh, yeah, no, I'll wait it out. Anyways, fees paid for Ethereum transactions go to Ethereum's miners who expand computational power to process transactions. Ethereum transaction fees rise when there is more demand for miners' computational power than supply. Okay, we all know that. We know that. We know that. All right, next news, written by Robert Stevens. Proposal to make it easier to vote on Uniswap's future fails. First of all, a lot of these protocols out there, this is what's frustrating, is that you just got to be a leader. All right, be a leader, pull up your big boy pants and make the decision yourself, all right? But I understand Uniswap is a decentralized exchange, but not, I'm not just talking in particular, in particular to, to Uniswap. There's other platforms out there that say, hey, we can't make these decisions, but you're the head, you're the creator, you're the developer, you're doing all this, but yet you don't want to take the responsibility when things go wrong because you want to blame other people out there that don't know much about the protocol. Like, hey, uh, we want your opinion. What do you want us to do? Don't, don't do that. Don't. That's so frustrating. That grinds my gears. Don't do that. If if you're already the holder of it all, make the decision. Pull up your pants and make those decisions yourself, and make it right. Okay. If people want to jump in the pool and and, and enjoy the ride then let them enjoy the ride. If they want to grind it out with you, let them grind it out with you. If not, then you know what? Adios. And do it yourself. And hopefully you can develop a good economy out of that. But I despise when these developers said, hey, we can't make these decisions ourselves. But you are. You basically are. You just don't want to take the responsibility for it when things go bad. That's what it is. All right? Sorry, that's my little rant of the day. Anyways... A vote to lower the barrier to entry for passing protocols on Uniswap's governance mechanism failed to get high, uh, get enough votes. Why? In part because the barrier to entry was too high. Yes, that's another thing. Hey, you know what? If we want you to vote, but it's going to cost you $10 to vote or whatever. It's going to cost you so many tokens to vote. Well, what, what are you talking about? I'm not going to even vote then. Forget it. The vote almost passed. To approve the measure, Uniswap's users staked $39 million. 596,759 tokens in favor of the motion. Kapoom! What the heck? Just shy of the 40 million unit tokens. So it didn't even reach it. It needed 40 million. Oh, that is insanity. Absolute insanity. You ought to slap yourself for that. Why would you do that? No. 
That's crazy. I could only imagine all those people that had to pay those transaction fees to make that happen. And at the end, oh, guess what? You, you, you're almost there, but um, mm -mm, mm -mm, you didn't quite make it. That's that's dumb. Most of the unity in favor of the proposal came from Dharma, the company that put forward the motion, and Gauntlet, the company that supported Dharma in its proposal. Okay. Anyways, what was the proposal? Anyways, what was it again? I didn't even read it. Uh, da, 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 da. A proposal to make it easier to vote on Unisoft's futures fails. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember this. I think I read this like a day or two. That was another uh, news article. Um, in regards to this, yeah, I, I obviously uh, Dharma was trying to be a uh, uh, a big whale and, and 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 manipulate Uni. Yeah, be very careful with that. Be very careful with that. So that's a big no-no. In fact. I would not have even put this in there. If I was Uniswap, I would say, well, obviously you can't do that with Uniswap. But if I was a creative Uniswap and I had the opportunity to say, nope, I'm not going to put that as proposal, that's that would be my choice. Nope, I'm not doing that. No. Because just big wells are going to come in and make their own decisions and make their own votes. And, you know, I, I don't want to deal with that. Mm -mm. Anyways, next news written by Liam Frost. Bitcoin has spent only three months above its current price. Bitcoin price is at more than 11,000. Oh, you know what? We need a sip. Let's take a sip. All right, cheers. Getting a little parched there. Bitcoin's price is at more than $11,500 and rising. A good day for the B-Weller cryptocurrency in fact today is one of just 93 such days in the coins entire history according to crypto analytics firm skew bitcoin has spent 93 days three months since since the start above its current price of eleven thousand five hundred dollars the researchers noted today this means that if you got bitcoin on any day other than those 93 you are currently in or close to having made a profit Noted Pedro Febrero, Febrero, Pedro, Pedro February, an analyst at Quantum Economics. Skew researchers also highlighted the fact that it's the first time when Bitcoin realized volatility has been so low while its price hovered above $10,000. Yeah, that is true. That is true. This usually means that the price will consolidate within the current trading range, Febrero explained. That's true as well. Oppositely, if we see volatility rise, this could mean BTC slash USD was getting ready for a major move either to the upside, more likely, or the downside. That, I don't know. I can't predict that. Uh, but yeah, traditionally, everything else is true. Alright, so, anyways. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Finson finds Bitcoin Mixer Operator $60 million. What? The, Fins, the, the financial crimes enforcement network, FinCEN, has levied its first ever financial penalty against a Bitcoin mixer. FinCEN, the U.S. Treasury Department Bureau focused on money laundering and national security, slapped Larry Dean Harmon, the creator and operator of Helix, and Coin Ninja with a $60 million civil money penalty. Harmon is already facing criminal money laundering charges by allegedly helping obscure the source of over 
$300 million in Bitcoin from for Alpha Bay Darknet patrons from 2014 to 2017. Uh, no. A Bitcoin mixer is a software service that mixes individuals' users' coins with other users' coins to maintain tra transaction privacies. But the U.S. Department of Justice has suggested mixers are illegal, at least when they're used to cover up criminal transactions. That utility is exactly why Darknet denizens uh, den find them attractive. Today's press release announced the penalty points to a 2019 FinCEN clarification that virtual currency mixers must be registered with FinCEN <laughs> and maintain an anti-money laundering compliance program as well as keep transaction records to report them. Oh my goodness. I got to applaud because that's so hilarious. The reason mixers are created is because they don't want FinCEN, they don't want the government knowing what they're doing with cryptos. Look, if I buy, if I buy crypto from Coinbase... You know, Coinbase is KYC AML, right? Or Binance or Gemini. Those are all KYC AML compliant, right? They're going to know, the government's going to know where I, what I'm doing with it. If I'm a bad actor, obviously the, the, the smartest thing is I don't want to do any illegal activity with that transaction because it's going to be traced by UTXO, right? If I move that token from one wallet to another, there is a UTX unspent transaction at attached to that that the government can easily, easily trace back. They can easily trace that back, right? What you want to do is throw that into a mixer, right? A, a tour, uh, you know, let me see. What, what, what's the one that I, uh, I checked out? Um, swirl, tumble, tornado, twister. I forgot what the name of it, but it's, it's one, it's something like that where you, you literally, you, you, Put your money in it. It's it's you can you can download it on your phone right now. I think. Uh, what, what, let me see. Um, what's it called? Uh, Samurai. I think it's called Samurai. Download the Samurai wallet, and within the Samurai wallet is a built-in tour. Right, tour is built-in. Okay. Not only that, there's also a mixer built into the app itself. So you deposit your tokens within your wallet. Once it's in your wallet, within the app, you can transfer it over to the mixer side. Once it's into the mixer side, you can mix it and receive a fresh, a fresh wallet, basically fresh Bitcoin. You know, that's that's not tra tra traced back to your token. That's so easy. I mean, I haven't done it myself, but I see how simple it is. You can literally download it right now. Um, what did I say? Samurai, Samurai wallet. Sam just type in like Bitcoin Samurai wallet. And, and check it out, okay? And let me know how it goes. Uh, let me know on, on the Discord app. All right. Or don't let me know. You know what? Don't even let me know. If you're doing it, don't let me know. That's fine. You know, just give me a wink, all right? Give me the emoji wink. <laughs> that's, that should do it. All right. Yeah, but that, that's hilarious. I mean, Finson, hey, uh, we know you're using a mixer, so we want you to AML and KYC everyone, and we want records of everybody that's using No, forget it. They're not going to do it. That's insane. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if, no, <laughs> come on, I don't even want to look into that, that's scary, just, people want a little privacy, a little, a little financial freedom, they don't want the government knowing how much they have, leave them alone, it's, you know, now, obviously, if they're doing illegal transactions, one way or another, bad actors, bad players, bad guys, bad girls, they get caught up, or bad women, sorry, not bad girls, bad women, 
They get they, they go they get caught. They'll do it once. They'll do the crime once. They'll do it twice or whatever. But eventually they're going to get caught. Now to tell the whole community, the whole crypto community, okay. Now this bad actor did two criminal things, right? Two two bad, you know, money laundering transactions, whatever you want to call it, with crypto. Now everybody in the crypto community has to K uh, AML and KYC. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. That's another rant for the day. Sorry. Okay, continuing. Too many rants. Too many rants today. What's going on? Next news written by Alexander Behrens. Luna Wallet unveils 4% interest for Bitcoin deposits. At a time of historically low interest rates around the globe, Luno is offering Bitcoin holders in more than 40 countries a new way to earn money on their holdings. Luno, a crypto wallet and exchange platform, announced today the introduction of a Bitcoin savings wallet, allowing Luno users to earn up to 4% annual interest on Bitcoin deposits with no fixed terms or fees. Earnings are paid monthly. The Luno app also allows users to buy Ether, Ripple and Litecoin in addition to Bitcoin so crypto entrants can diversify their holdings while starting to explore alternatives to existing financial institutions. It's another example of crypto products offering potentially superior returns to existing banks so ordinary folks can beat inflation or save for future. Awesome. That's why I, I highly recommend the Celsius Network because you can't beat, in fact, it's getting to that point right now where big banks, here's another rant, it's already building up, here's another rant, big banks are going to start charging you to leave your money in their savings account, in your check-ins account. They don't want that, they want you to go and spend it and stimulate the economy and get the economy going again, right? The more the, the more money you hold onto your savings and your check-ins, they're going to charge you for that. Be very careful. And on top of that, you're, not, you're earning no interest, you're earning zero interest on that. Take that out. If, if you're scared to, to mess with the ups and downs of crypto, invest it into a stablecoin. Highly recommend USDC. Um, it's a one for one, you know, one dollar, a one USD to one USDC. And it doesn't fluctuate other than that. It's a one, it's pegged one to one, one dollar for one USDC. And you're earning almost 12% on the Celsius network. That's amazing. It's at what, 11.55%. That's amazing. You'll never, ever, ever, ever receive that in banks. Not even 1% in banks. But Celsius is willing to give you 11.55%. Think about that. Kaboom. Right? To the moon and beyond. Anyways, a lot of rants today. You know what? I need to get ready to wrap this up. Luna's Bitcoin savings wallet was developed after initial customer surveys revealed more than half of respondents weren't earning interest on cash holdings on their existing bank accounts. 40% they lacked confidence in the local currency. Luno is currently available in the UK and most Europe, but is not available for US customers. In a time of economic uncertainty, the Bitcoin savings wallet is a safe alternative for anyone looking to make meaningful savings on their money. Exactly what I just said. That's my rant. CEO and co-founder of Luno, Marcus Swanenpoel, said in a press release, almost 95% of our customers have said they want to earn interest on their Bitcoin. And because of the nature of Bitcoin, we are able to offer a much higher interest rate than traditional savings accounts. US-based Luno was founded in 2013 and acquired by Digital Currency Group in September 2020. A venture capital firm with investments in crypto purchase platforms, Coinbase, 
crypto hardware wallet ledger and more luna services more than 5 million customers worldwide about half of those told luna in about half of those told luna in a customer service they were open to a single global currency maybe it's bitcoin wow next news ran by andrew hayward top crypto game splinterlands now supports brave's bat token Privacy-centric and crypto-friendly web browser Brave, which I'm using right now. I'm literally using the Brave browser, and I've been using Brave browser for a very long time, and I've seen it change consistently. Uh, not consistently. I've seen it upgrade, and it, I've seen it improve, and it's 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 a beautiful thing right now. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, yeah, I highly recommend Brave, and that's another referral code that I have in the links below. Check it out. If you're not using Brave yet and you're still on Chrome, you're missing out. You're mi you're not you're missing out on the 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 not being traced. You 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 have privacy. It's there's basically a built-in tour within Brave. Okay, so you're not being tracked. There, you can do your stuff on Brave. On top of that, you're earning bat tokens. All right, you're earning free money. <laughs> free money. All right, check it out. Privacy-centric and crypto-friendly uh, Brave browser today announced a partnership with blockchain-based competitive card game Splinterlands, which will see the two allies collaborate on marketing initiatives and integrations across the two products. Brave will be the official web browser of Splinterlands, with the developers planning content to detail the benefits of the browser, while also recommending that players use Brave to play the web-based game. On the other end... Brave will begin showing advertisements for Splinterland to users who opt into ads within the browser. And the browser's built-in digital wallets can be used to purchase credits in Splinterlands. That's so awesome. That is awesome. Okay, next news. Written by Robert Stevens. New Zealand not ready to create its own digital currency. Wah, wah, wah. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand Assistant Governor said today that although the central bank continues to research a central bank digital currency, a state-issued digital currency, it has no immediate plan to launch a CBDC in New Zealand. CBDCs present a range of high-level benefits and challenges, said Christian Hawkesby at the annual conference of the Royal Numismatic Society of New Zealand. Among the benefits are increasing access to cash and promoting financial inclusion. New Zealand has been exploring CBDC since, le since at least 2018 when it published a bulletin titled The Pros and Cons of Issuing a Central Bank Digital Currency, a January report from the Bank of for the Bank of uh, for International Settlements showed that over 80% of the world's central banks are looking into CBDCs. Look, listen to that. Over 80% of the world's central banks are looking into CBDCs. Right? That's the reality. We are transitioning over to digital currency. And that's why I think it's very important that we all, all the cryptonauts, understand what is going on. You're either going to jump on the train and ride the wave, or you're going to be left behind and you're just going to eat the dust. Alright? Jump on the train. Alright? Take my hand, jump on the train. Let's go to financial freedom. Next news. Written by Will Got. What is who's that? Gatsen Gatsenjen. Oh yeah, yeah. Will Gatsen Gatsenjen. 
Will Gatsingen. Just in time for Halloween, rapper MF Doom auctioning NFT mask. Rapper MF Doom announced his entry into the world of DeFi today in a partnership with the digital art platform Illust Space. He's putting 11 augmented reality masks up for auction in the form of NFTs or non-fungible tokens. The masks are inspired by the classic prolonged one that's been Doom's signature since the early 2000s. MF stands for Metal Face and Illust Space has said that the purchasers will be able to wear them in AR via the company's web app. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Doom, whose real name is Daniel Dumile, based his performance persona on the Marvel Comics villain Doctor Doom. At first glance, his foray, foray into crypto is a baffling move. The notoriously elusive Doom has been hinting at new music for some time, and his decision to come out of left field with a move into blockchain tech rather than say a follow-up to the mad mad villainy is already aggravating some hip hip-hop critics but it makes some sense that the artist fixated on privacy and an anonymity would be attracted to the idea of decentralization a perfect use case illust space cco tim project to decrypt that from his perspective, the Doom-inspired AR token represents the perfect first use case for their own AR platform thanks to the mask's iconic status with hip-hop and its potential for collectability along with what Prochak calls the the actual this-is-genuinely-art factor. The, the AR Doom masks are being auctioned off in two rounds, the first of which is set for Friday. ProShock suggests that the potential for this tech extends far beyond MF Doom and feeds into broader questions of how the decisions, cr- decisions creators and technologies make today will shape the metaverse of tomorrow. An interactive digital layer resting on top of the real world, accessible via platforms like the one Illust Space has developed for these masks. COVID has put us at a crossroads in culture, he said. In Europe, you're seeing major institutions stop. You're seeing live music venues transform into other things. I want to see AR monoliths popping up around so we can do social distancing shared experiences again. It should allow musicians to take back control. It should allow artists to create in this new zone and actually be able to illustrate upon the world. Non-fungible tokens, 15 minutes of fame. NFTs are having something of the moment right now. Christine's put it up for auctions earlier this month as part of an artwork that sold for a record $131,250 and Doom isn't the only improbable blockchain evangelist to make to make news this year either Paris Hilton sold a digital Paris Hilton sold a digital painting of her cat Munchkin as an NFT back in August as NFTs proliferate virtual reality communities such as Decentraland are looking to capitalize on the promise of the metaverse by offering a place to show off unique digital assets. We are living in the ubiquitous digital layer now, said uh, Prochak. We don't quite realize it, but if you look at the numbers of people using augmented reality every day, this is happening. And that's it, Kryptonauts. <laughs> My voice is shot. No, <laughs> I'm so done. That's it. Uh, we are done for the day, Kryptonauts. Once again, um, head on over to, to uh, Discord, chit-chat with me. I, I, I greatly appreciate 
all you cryptonauts coming over and just give me a little wink maybe a thumbs up <laughs> i greatly appreciate that um uh, or if you have any questions sincerely just come on over and just chit chat or if you want to uh, jump on the podcast it's really laid back it really is you know the way the way i'm talking it's it's really chill so uh, hope to see you here very soon check out my referral links what what i have um i have brave on there uh celsius network um gemini uh, coinbase mm, i think uh pro bits on there um what else yeah that's all i can think of the top of my head right now so with that said cryptonauts i'm done for the night it's already it's really late really really late but i wanted to get this out to you so with that said cryptonauts Ah, it's like I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Uh, but but I have I have a lot of fun doing this. I really do. It's a, it's this is a hobby of mine, and I get to have fun talking to other crypto people out there. It, it really does bring me a lot of just happiness and joy just to talk to people about crypto. It's awesome. I love it. I'll catch you next time. Adios.